Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At your service, it's the Home Improvement Show, presented by Mosby Building Arts. To ask a question, call 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Now, the host of the Home Improvement Show, Rich Orris, on 97.1 FM Talk. All right, guys, we are back. Like he said, I'm Rich Orris, your host of the Home Improvement Show, and we are starting our to, and I welcome in the 97.1 listeners to this second hour of the Home Improvement Show. A lot going on so far. We had some good questions, a um, couple good questions about mold on a garage ceiling. We had um, some uh, a question about the uh, pressure regulator kind of leaking, not working after the water was off for a while. So interesting things going on around our houses in St. Louis. If you have anything like that for me, any type of questions, remodeling jobs, maybe you're just looking for some advice, best practices, how do you do something, feel free to give us a call, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Get you right here with me right now. We can take whatever you have going on around the house, inside or out, Let's get it figured out. So we've got uh, a lot of different things that we can kind of go over. Um, we've got a lot of, uh, I've been talking a lot about different clients I've visited and some of their situations. I, I did have an interesting conversation the other day when I was just kind of looking at looking at a house for some work and they had a picture kind of, just leaned up against the wall and he was like, yeah, I need to, I need to get that hung one day. I've been meaning to, it's been there for a little while. And he said, but it's got, uh, it's one of those with the wire on the back. So it makes it kind of hard 
to figure out with the correct height and everything, you know, he said, how, how do I kind of measure for that wire? I don't really want it to be off or, you know, kind of off to the left a little more than where we want it. And I said, yeah, no, there is a trick to that because when you can't like have a hook at each end and you can measure to each one, you can mark it and you can measure off the side. So, you know, it's going to be centered left or right, or, you know, you're going to get the right height. It's a little bit harder because that wire kind of positions itself, you know, with one nail in the middle. So I said, basically take a, a paint stick or, or like a wooden ruler. And what you do is you drill a small hole about an inch from the end of it and put a small screw in there and kind of just screw it through just enough that, you know, it doesn't crack the wood, but it pokes out the back of that stick and you can take your, your picture, you can hang the wire from that screw, hold that stick like a handle from the top and just position that picture right where you want it. And, you know, maybe you need help with somebody kind of measuring from the side, but once you got it right where you want it, take the picture off of it and just push that screw, push on that ruler, that screw, and it'll just put a little mark on the wall. And that is right where you're going to want to put your kind of anchor screw to where that wire is going to hang and put that picture exactly where you want it. And, and then I went even a little bit further and said, and there's another trick too, that once you got the nail or the screw in the wall, now, when you go to hang that picture on that nail or screw, what you can do is you can take a fork and yeah, it's very interesting, but if you go like right in the center of the prongs of the fork and you put that fork over that screw or that nail with the handle sticking up, then the handle will kind of be, you know, three, four inches off the wall. You can take the wire, hook it over the fork bring it down and that'll guide that wire right between the fork and the wall onto that nail or screw. Then you just simply pull that fork out and voila, you got that picture hanging on the wall right where you want it. Made it very simple for you. So yeah, he was very thankful that I was interested enough and took the time to kind of explain all that to him and in that process and say, yeah, we're, we, we look to try and help out, you know, any way that I can. Sometimes it's not even something that, that we would do or that we might handle, or I might just advise, go here, do this, you know, so we, we definitely love to educate just like right here, just like today on this show, help out, answer some questions see how we can be helpful. And then just that just gets you to great things in your house, in your life, in getting things accomplished and everything. So again, you can find me right here. We've got three more segments after this one coming up. We got plenty of time and things to go over. Whatever you have going on, give me a call 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Right here, we got all the way to the top of the next hour to help you out. I'd love to see what we have going. Join the conversation. Again, 314-436-7900. Stay tuned. We're going to take our first break, I think, and we will be back right after these messages. You're listening to The Home Improvement Show, presented by Mosby Building Arts on 97.1 FM Talk. Now, once again, here's Rich Orris. <clears throat> 
All right, we are back having a grand old time here. Got plenty of time left for you right here. We got 45 minutes left to go. So anything you have interesting happening around your house, anything you're curious about, give me a shout, 314-436-7900. We will definitely try and help you through it best that we can. And, you know, I, I did have a conversation. I had a question from someone, and it was actually um, someone I knew that was moving, looking to, you know, considering purchasing uh, a house, and it had some older appliances in this house. And, and they were particularly worried about, like, washer-dryer that came with the home. And they're like, you know, it sounds nice that it comes with the home, but... You know, I'm considering maybe I kind of try and negotiate the price because, you know, they've got this benefit that I'm getting this washer and dryer, but it's older. And their question was kind of, what should I do and how long do washer and dryers typically last, you know, nowadays when when these, these are purchased? And And the first thing to really that's good to understand is that it's a great plan to assess the age of everything, all the appliances in the home, all of that, so that you can make a good decision on what you have, what's, you know, the worth and how long might that last. So that is definitely a very good first step in what to do when thinking about that. So the thought was definitely in the right direction. So I'm going to take a pause on this for now. We've got Eric on the line has a question for us. So let's get to Eric. Are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. How's it going? It's going very well. I appreciate you calling in. What's happening? I appreciate you. Uh, Yeah, I got a low pressure issue in the house. Uh, It's been going on for a while. I thought about reducing my pressure reducing valve, you know, and that, that it might be faulty. But in particular, I got a shower that has, its pressure has gotten worse over the last year, let's say. And okay. it's gotten worse and worse. And I went ahead and cleaned out the head and all that and replaced it. But, you know, I'm, I'm wondering about kind of low pressure issues and what to do about that. Can I say hi? Say hi. Hi. Well, hello. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting because the, the shower is kind of getting, so the, I'm guessing the pressure is getting less and less, right? It's not as hard as it used to be. It doesn't come out with as much volume as it used to. Is that, does that sound right? It was, it, when we first moved in, you know, we noticed that, oh, you know, the pressure was low. And I thought, oh, let's replace, re, you know, replace the valve, the overall pressure reducing valve. I haven't done that. But okay. you know, one of the showers just has gotten worse and worse with the pressure, yeah. Yeah, so there could be um, – it's good that you took off the shower head. Look for that. Have Another thing you could try and do is take out the valve from the actual handle controlling that shower. You know, inside the, the rough-in valve, there, there's a valve that you can take out of there, and there could be some of the debris – calcium deposits, you know, things like that, getting around that handle and and also causing some of that low pressure if it's in that shower and not really anywhere else. Um, Or it could be everywhere, but that one's worse than the rest. So I would definitely target that area with that valve and see if changing out the actual valve itself 
would would help that um, checking into that head like you like you tried and making sure that is doesn't have a bunch of debris and stuff clogging it there. And then you can now go to um, that pressure regulator also, and there's adjustments on there. And so what I'd really recommend is trying to figure out what the pressure for the whole house is. So you can you can do that either outside at a hose bib. You can do it if you have a little hose bib right by the main coming in, you know, just above that pressure regulator. You can get a pressure valve and screw it onto that hose bib, turn the water on full pressure and, and see what the true pressure is. Um, I've got a definitely different spots. I've got a, a, a pressure testing device, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. going to go out and my outside spigot is pre-pressure reducing. So I'll get a pressure of what I got from the main. And then I got a, a faucet downstairs that I was going to test too. And then I was going to actually test it at the shower as well just to see. I know it's low, but just to see how low it is. I appreciate your thought too on the <clears> – <throat> this is one of those – this isn't one of those simple showers. It's one of those that's got the, the control valve and all the different switches and things. And then it's got two extra little spray nozzle jets that come out. Okay. There's definitely, like you're saying, I was looking at this this plate and I'm like, I'm right. You know, there's probably all kinds of valves in different places where the calcium can be, you know, depositing there as well. Yeah. All the cartridges that go in that valve would be a spot to check those, replace those, and see if that makes a difference in that pressure also. But, yeah, and you're you're on the right path. You're doing a wonderful thing with your pressure testing, you know, to try and verify kind of like what's happening and where and all of that. So definitely testing the pressures, finding out what it is where. And there is an adjustment screw on that pressure regulator that, that the the amount of pressure can be adjusted with the screw so you can actually do that and see if you can get that pressure up where you need it and and try and take care of it that way and if that doesn't work if you have low pressure like on that faucet you were talking about and in adjusting that pressure regulator doesn't isn't able to either lower or raise that pressure in that area then that pressure regulator is bad and needs to be replaced i'll try that i appreciate the suggestion and just uh for just for my frame of reference what's uh what what is a good uh typical pressure range for st louis county that i'm looking for so like 60 pounds i think somewhere around there is and we see a lot of them where that have really really good pressure and they're like oh we have great pressure i love my pressure and and i found them up at like 80 90 pounds and i'm going that's like way too much you're gonna wear out gaskets and and things all of that you know inside your faucets and your valves and and everything else so you definitely want to keep it down like 50 to 60 or something, I think is kind of what they recommend in St. Louis County. Thanks again for the information. We appreciate your show. All right. Bye. Hey, good to hear from you guys too. Um, That's awesome. So we've got uh, Tom on the line. Let's see what uh, Tom has for us. Tom, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you for calling. What's happening, Tom? 
Well, I've had a lot of work done in my house by Mosby. Oh, and right nice. now I'm I'm facing a, uh, a sort of a strange situation. I live in Webster Groves. I have a house that's made of stucco. It's about 100 years old. On my east wall, um, I extended the portion of the wall out from the house. And uh, it was about 2009. The guys built something down, I guess uh, some kind of a, a trench or something, and then built up on it. Okay. During the drought in Webster Groves, I had a bad shift on that, and the uh, the wall started sinking down, and I could trace it inside where the cracks occurred. However, now what I'm they went down and put in four four base casings, and supposedly that's stopping the wall from sinking any further. But now I have to deal with cracks in the wall on the outside. Can I go with a a crack filler, um, a stucco filler, or something like that? Uh, You know, I can trace practically where it goes on the outside, and it's all on the first floor level. Any idea what I should do with the outside? Oh, yeah. So... uh... How old is the room that is moving that you had built? You said 2009? Right. Do you have any idea what type of stucco that they put on there in 2009? Is it like a a true plaster or did they do like a, what we call an EFIS system where it's, they put like a foam board and spray it. Think it was true? I okay. think it was true plaster, yes. Yeah, because if we're dealing with more of a true, it's a similar, like a concrete plaster, kind of similar to the inside, but a little bit different product and mix as, as far as what they used on the outside, but applied in, in that the same way uh, to the surface. And, yes, that there, I would say it's it's just like a plaster repair similar to inside the home. So if the cracks aren't really, really big, you can just do like a filler, you know, and just fill it and kind of blend it in and repaint. And and if there's no more movement, it should hold up pretty well. If you still get a little bit of movement in that room, you could end up with with more cracks. The other direction would be to go to a, like, plastering stucco type professional company that, you know, when it gets bad, that's when I really get into like a plaster company and say, yeah, let's have them go in and use some concrete plaster mix and, and patch it up and then get it painted and put back the way it was. But if it's pretty fine hair, if they're not real big cracks, you're pretty good with just a good exterior type filler yeah i don't think i have anything bigger than about a quarter to a half an inch at the most uh when you get into something more than like that quarter to half inch i might i would probably recommend going to a plaster company to okay 
to fill it with the real thing. That's a little wide for an exterior, you know, based type of filler to hold up over over time. Okay. Yeah, so I would well, definitely time get yourself to someone that can repair that exterior old plaster type, you know, repair company. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate hey, it. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate the uh, question there. And that sounds like, yeah, a, a pretty good size crack there. So hopefully the peering and holding up of that added on area will hold and, and stop that movement so that these cracks once repaired, because that is really how you warrant an exterior crack on a stucco type situation on really almost any siding, you know, or brick on the outside of the house. Like you could have Morelli come tuck point brick and fix all these cracks. And if the movement still happens, then or happens again, it, they'll just come right back. So it's really about trying to make sure you get that movement stopped, settled, give it some time once they do the peering to settle in and hopefully stop that movement. And then you can have all those repairs done because those everything's pretty much as good as its base. You know, when you think of it that way, if you don't have a good base, you don't have a good pier, you don't have a good foundation where this doesn't move, then all of those type of repairs really just can come back so easily. But it's definitely a lot of times worth repair the cracks, see what happens, wait, and then if it starts happening too much, maybe you need some additional supports, peering, more going on to stop the movement. It's really how much does it happen and how much does it ail you for that. So great questions. We got another half hour left here for everybody. So feel free again, whatever you have going on, 314-436-7900. I'm here for your questions, your concern, your dilemmas, anything you have going on around your house. We'll be here for another half hour. So come on in, join the conversation. Stay tuned. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we'll be right back after this. 97.1 FM Talk. St. Louis is home for conservative talk. All right, we're back. We got half a show left for you, everybody out there. Feel free. Give us a shout. Whatever you have going on, 314-436-7900. Enjoy Eric and Tom's questions. Definitely some some good questions happening. A lot of things happening around St. Louis with our homes for sure. For now, while we wait for our next caller, I'm going to get back to my friend with the question on the appliances, the dishwasher, or the, I'm sorry, washer and dryer, you know, looking to buy a house, but it had a, you know, a little older washer and dryer that they were letting come with the home, kind of selling it as a benefit. And, you know, he was kind of thinking they, they, they don't seem too new and I don't know how big of a benefit it is. Should I try and negotiate the price? And while, Definitely a good thing to think about when, you know, looking at the house, how outdated, how old are appliances, how old's washer and dryer, water heater, furnace, you know, all think about the maintenance and all the things that you might need to do down the road. I can tell you that if you if you research the average lifespan of a washer or dryer is about 10 to 13 years, but of course, with some extra care thought, they can, you know, last longer. You could take care of them and, and really get some life out of those, those products. But to think about where you want to kind of start is ask yourself, why do, why do they fail? Why do washer and dryers, you know, actually fail? Well, when you run these, like starting with the washer, you've got this motor of the washing machine. It's got running all this water through it. There's all the options there for, you know, can lead to corrosions and breakdown. You're, it's heavy, wet clothes, linens, all this spinning around these, the newer, more efficient machines um, spin really, really fast too. So, Basically, it's a lot of weight and a lot of things going on. So the biggest thing that really can can happen, and when you look at the lifespan of a washer and a dryer, people rarely think about cleaning and, and maintaining what has to happen to really do that. And so looking at the dryers, you know, what goes wrong with dryers? Well, we've got high heat for long periods of time, venting challenges. There and there can be some some real venting challenges here that that we'll talk about in how to install and maintain. So when you think about everything that happens, the high spins, the the grit, the dirt, the water, the high heat, I mean the basic abuse of what's happening to these machines. And now if you couple it with maybe a large family, you know, there's four, five, six people, they're getting used daily all the time. 
to accommodate a larger family, it actually is kind of impressive that if you can have one go 13, 15 years, and I know in the past we've had a lot where even 20 or better, that's pretty impressive in my eyes that how that will actually last and the abuse that these take in order to go through it. So some of the things that you can do to help expand this this life expectancy Let's start with the washing machine, and probably the biggest thing that needs to happen is having a level washing machine, Um, not just at the time of installation. Obviously, you get it, you put it in, they level it, but checking that it's level periodically. This thing's moving, it's spinning, it's shaking, all of that just Check that it's level every now and then, periodically make sure that can really help out with it not shifting and rubbing and and not spinning correctly. The hoses are another important piece that really checking those hoses, considering turning off the water to the machine if you go on vacation all of that, you can kind of save the the life of that hose, just not having the pressure in that hose 100% of the time. Now, this is, here. Here's a, here's a step on the washing machine where me and my wife kind of start to go round and round just a little bit. Avoid overloading. Well, it's true. It is right. Um, and, and my wife literally tells that to me all the time, like, Don't put too much in the washing machine. To me, yes, it's true. You overload it. You've got this huge basket in there. If you do that, it's just going to wear it down. Like we talked about, wet, heavy. It's just going to wear on the motor more. But to me, check the owner's manual. See what the recommendations are on a, a recommended load. What can fit? What can work? Follow that guidance to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Because if you buy a, a bigger unit, it's a little more industrial. It's meant, it can be meant to hold more of a load, you know, than you might think. So definitely check and go through and make sure, follow the guidance of that recommendation in the owner's manual. A really big thing with the newer models of both top loaders and front loaders is letting it dry after each use mold. You know, it can, you hear about it building up with the front load washers a lot. It happens on some of those top loads too. After, after you run it, leave the door open between washes, let it dry out. Consider cleaning it. Um, There's clean the rubber gaskets that seal that door and you know, run cleaning cycles that there's actual detergent for cleaning inside the unit, the tub, everything. Run those cycles, run the cleaning detergent, whatever it's recommended in your manual once a month, something like that. That will also help. And then watching what detergent you use in a washer is a big thing. Make sure you're not using more is not always better. 
especially in these the newer, more efficient. They're they're using less water, so you don't need the amount of detergent that you might have used in a unit 20 years ago. So think about that really in the high-efficiency models. My appliance expert that I deal with all the time actually recommends a tablespoon of powder detergent in that in that newer efficient washing machine. Think about that for a minute. Take a tablespoon of powder detergent. It, it is not a lot. And even my own washing machine when we got a new one had the same thing. It, you know, you're getting the soap streaks on your dark clothes. They're not rinsing as well. It's really just putting too much detergent and using a liquid detergent just it builds up gunk and stuff in there so i ended up having to take part of my washer apart in the first couple of years and and get this gunk soap gunk out of it had to replace a part and ever since we switched to not using too much and using a powder detergent i've never had the soap streaks on any of my dark clothes everything comes out just fine and I haven't had a problem at all with that soap gunk building up and, and and that so you can take care of some of that so there's a lot you can do in order to lengthen the lifespan of that washer again we've got one segment coming up left if you have anything for me feel free Jump in, 314-436-7900. Join the conversation. We'll await your call when we come back. And also, I'll start with the dryer, too. Let's get into how do we extend the life expectancy of that. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Dryer also, so stay tuned with us and we'll be right back after this. Now, back to the Home Improvement Show, presented by Mosby Building Arts on 97.1 FM Talk. Once again, here's Rich Orris. All right, we are back. Rich Orris here. Final segment with you here today. So if you've got something real quick for me, feel free to call in 314-436-7900. Got some time left for a question if you have it. Having a great time today. Got some really good questions that came through and appreciate and enjoy all the feedback and the questions and concerns going around St. Louis with our houses and everything. For now, while we wait, I want to kind of wrap up the uh, washer dryer 
lifespan, appliance. We kind of already went through the washing machine and, you know, what happens, why do they wear out, and getting into, we went through what can we do with a washing machine to keep it up to maintenance, what kind of maintenance do we need to do, and how can we make that life expectancy on that machine last longer. So now I'm at the dryer. What are the things that can happen and what can we do to maintain a dryer? Keeping it clean is is something that not just the vent, not just the lint, but actually inside that drum itself, the residues and the wetness and the soaps and, you know, it all kind of scrapes off the, uh, the clothes in there and it can narrow down those holes in that dryer drum just makes the air a little more difficult to pass through. So cleaning that up, actually wiping with a damp cloth and wiping out the inside of that drum is something that can really help out. Emptying that lint filter every time between every load is such an important thing. One or two times won't necessarily damage it, but it gets it to work harder. So you want to make sure you do it as often as possible. I say every time you switch a load, clean out that lint. It'll keep the pipes, everything cleaner all the way through. So I'm going to pause that for now. We've got Paul on the line has a question for us. So let's jump to Paul and see what's going on. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. How are we doing today? I'm doing very, very well. I'm doing even better now that you called in. What do you have? It's a beautiful day here in St. Louis, Missouri. But uh, it is. I got a quick question. My daughter just purchased a uh, an older home at Lake St. Louis, and I, I I knew it had some foundation repair before done to it. And uh, and the first time it rained, they'd been in there two weeks, and it, it got wet. It's got a finished lower level. And I'm just wondering, is is there any recourse for the realtor to have to repair that? Or or is that something I'm going to have to do myself? Well, so there there is and there can be, but I, I don't see a lot of people winning those type of situations. Right. You really have to be able to prove that the last owner either knew something or covered something up or or did something intentionally to cover up something that they knew. And, and that is unfortunately difficult to do. I, I've seen it happen. I've seen I've seen people actually go back and, you know, they definitely figure things out. And I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen it get covered. And, and I've seen recourse that did happen from the past owner. It's not really the realtor per se as much as the last owner's disclosure saying, yeah, this, this you was know. The house. I, I think somebody bought it and flipped it and, uh. They did a beautiful job uh, on updating everything, but, you know, they finished the lower level. I can't tell if it's coming in the wall or the basement floors. And I, 
I just don't want to go in there and start tearing things apart, you know. Yep, and that is what you'll end up having to do and and up against to figure out what's happening. I am not, I I don't want to come across as like a, a, a legal person here. I am not, I have no degree in any type of law or anything like that. My personal opinion is if someone bought that house to flip it and they did not own it very long, it's right. going to be extremely hard to prove that that owner knew that basement was leaking prior to them finishing the basement or doing any, any type of work. It, I just, in my eyes, understanding the house and, and all of that, it would be hard to be able to come back and say, yep, they definitely knew this. They covered that up on purpose. Yeah, I figured that would be near yeah. impossible, but I, I didn't want to go out there and just start regrading everything. And um, But I, I guess that's where I'm at. And uh, Yeah, and I would say examining the outside – where is water coming from? Is Are there things on the exterior that can limit? It's it's hard to say it will take away 100% of the water, but if you have areas that need regraded, if you have downspouts that are dumping water right next to the house, any situations like that, French drains around the outside, getting downspouts away, regrading if you can move the the water on the grade across the yard and clean that up and you might take away 30 percent 40 percent 80 percent of the water that actually gets to that foundation it might really lessen what's happening on the inside it's it's rarely a hundred percent absolute fix but it, it sometimes could be, and it's a great idea to get that water away from the house on the outside and control it from the outside just for the future of your footings and everything happening around that house. You know, it's just a great idea. So I would look at the outside, tackle it from the outside first, then see what's happening. Then you can start tearing into the inside if you're still getting a bunch of water and need to look at sump pump or ways to get, you know, stop water from getting inside the home. Uh, their lot, actually, it's got good slope to it. I, I think maybe there's just made, I'm going to start with the downspouts and probably a French drain uh, just around the foundation. Yep. And, um, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed on this one. Yeah, definitely, but you're you're you got a good plan, you're going at it the right direction. I appreciate the the call there, Paul, right at the end. A great conversation. We are absolutely out of time. So, I will look forward to talking to everybody next week. Can't wait. We'll be back from now and then. Be good to your homes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.